I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny Studio Ghibli. Miyazaki in review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every movie written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. Oh, oh. Hey, why didn't anyone tell me that they had a Cecil dog in one of these movies, huh? So many sequels. He's in the Studio Ghibli intro, Kevin. Yeah, but I just thought that's because, you know, creative uh, freedoms and whatnot. That's it. That's the word I was looking at. Kevin just thought he was a really big fan of um, whatchamacallit? Uh, Cecil. Oh, fuck. Game of Thrones. That's a bad joke. Let's move on. No, you could have just said Cecil. I feel like <laughs> that would have been the much jokes. Joke. Nick Scarpino. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I can't wait to get into the plot of this one. Did you know there's a lot of lore? I wrote it down. <laughs> lore. Uh, we also have the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Good morning, Tim. This movie's cool. And returning once again, Ubisoft's own Belinda Garcia. Hello. I'm back. Welcome back. It's good to have you. It's good to have you. Today we're talking about Princess Mononoke. Before we even get into the whole rigmarole, actually, let's get through the rigmarole real quick. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. You can watch this uh, every Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we're starting Mulan in review, which next Tuesday is Mulan 1998. Then the following week, we're going to be doing uh, the, the new Mulan movie. I then after that's Batman. I can't review. wait for Nick to do the plot for Mulan's. Me too. It's going to be very straightforward. We're going to no get back to the singing. To Newman. Yeah. The thing <laughs> is, I have, I have a feeling, Nick, you're going to love the singing more than you remember you love it. You. And I'm very excited for that. I'm excited. God, it's well. so much is, you so sound much is excited. That sounds very genuine. <laughs> Sorry, I, was, I, was, I wanted to no, chime I in, but I took a giant gulp of Diet 7 up. And it was so refreshing. <laughs> And I started talking, and it was like, are you going to choke to death on camera right now? <laughs> There's nothing more embarrassing than choking to the point where you vomit. You know, I'd I mean, rather guys, choke, but if that's going to happen, I'd rather do it on the Tim's show so he can title it Princess Mononoke Interview, Nick Almost Dies, and then we get a lot of views. So, yeah, I don't know that even Nick, that you, can help us you get You know views. what I'm talking about, right? Where, where you start choking, and it goes too far, and like your body's only thing that it can do is like vomit. Kevin, I've never yeah. quite been. You've there. never had no. that. Oh, I've, I've never seen that happen, that. and I've had never. that happen. Kevin, the amount of times that I have been taking an antibiotic when I was like a child, I was always sick uh-huh. as a child. They would oh, give me this pill. Call, they would give me this pill called a Slobid, and I swear to God, this pill was the probably like size. that big. Yeah. And and at my little, my little tiny little baby throat, I would try to like put this this um, pill on my tongue, and I would try to like drink the water. And I would just end up holding the water in my mouth forever because yeah. I was so scared that I was going to choke on it. And eventually, I would try to, to swallow down the pill, and it would get caught. And I would just fucking vomit, dude. Oh, he gets it. Time. He's been there. It happened all the time. Andy, yeah. fun fact. I don't know if I've ever revealed this before, but I have the ability to swill, swallow as many pills as I need to. I have wow. swallowed like six, and like including like two of those big old ones. No problem at the same time. I'm gonna call dry, Kevin, I'm Andy, gonna call the government. I'm gonna call the government. We got an X-Men right here. We got an X-Men in our midst. <laughs> Kevin and basketball boy. Oh, oh With my your special god. Special X-Men power, I can swallow anything. 
continuing on uh fridays we're gonna keep doing this live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to watch if you want to listen search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reviews we'll be right there for you thank you very much for subscribing to us if you want to get the show ad free you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producer muhammad muhammad did but like Mama! I was saying, today we are talking about Princess Mononoke. Before we even get into it, this is number one, y'all. This might be one of my favorite movies I've ever seen in my life. I was fucking thrilled the entire time. And I was just like, this entire interview, worth it. Thanks to this movie right here. It was my first time, and it will not be my last time. It's- this movie is awesome, and I'm going to say why it's awesome to me. For a long time, I've Season liked thoughts? anime. I've been a fan of anime. Uh, but there's this thing where I'm just like, it, it's a little too long. Like, even a season of anime, I'm like, that's that's so much. This movie is long enough that it feels like an entire season of anime, but with all the filler cut. It's just like, we're only going to have uh, what you need to know from one fucking awesome, lore-heavy season of anime, and it's fucking fantastic. Is this Man, your first that- time seeing it? or? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, interesting. Once again, another movie where I'm like, give us a goddamn Legend of Zelda movie for fuck's sake, dude. <laughs> just make it. What are we waiting for? Like, I mean, everything in this movie is just top-notch, dude. And I am reminded why I loved it so much as a kid. Um, I uh, I feel like now that I'm, uh, you know, a little bit older, I can appreciate uh, a lot of the dialogue more and stuff, but I, I still think this movie is, again, one of my favorites of all time. Have I, Has everyone else seen this before? I have never seen this before. This was my first time watching it as well. Yeah. This was my favorite Ghibli movie coming into the in review. So we'll see where I rank it at the end. So before we get deeper into all of our thoughts here, uh, I want to give you all of the the rigmarole of the movie. Princess Mononoke released July 12th, 1997. It was the first Ghibli movie in five years. Uh, Directed by Hayao Miyazaki, or at least the first Miyazaki movie. I don't know. There might have been a, a Ghibli one in between. Um, directed once again by Hayao Miyazaki, uh, music once again by Joe Hisei Ishii, a budget of $23.5 million, uh, making it the most expensive anime ever made at the time of its release. A box office of $159.4 million. It became the highest grossing film in Japan, beating the record set by E.T. in 1982, uh, but it was surpassed several months later by Titanic. Uh, it also held J- Japan's box office record for domestic films until Spirited Away, another Miyazaki movie. Wow. A runtime of two hours and 13 minutes. Uh, it is the fourth longest animated film ever made oh. after Final Yamoto, uh, The Disappearance of Haru Suzumiya, and The Tale of the Princess Kaguya. Uh, when the English dubbed version was screened at TIFF, Hayao Miyazaki introduced his film to the audience saying, With Princess Mononoke, I intentionally threw out all the rules of entertainment movie making, which is why it will take some time for a true evaluation of this film to emerge. I hope you will enjoy all of the ridiculously long two hours and 13 minutes. That's fucking dope as shit. And that's what I'm talking about. about, It feels like a season, man. And around 550 colors were used in this film, Kevin. Wow. I love that. color That's like double the last color count, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great Um, stuff. We are truly in the next gen. And also, I got to assume 80% of the budget went to all the little squiggly demon lines. Like, (laughs) Jesus, terrifying. When their heads rotate. They reminded me of the... Oh, no, I don't mean that. No, he's not talking about the word aliens with a few butts. He's talking about the The little worm. The little clicking alien. The boiling blood. will haunt me forever, for sure. Did Um, that remind you of Breath of the Wild? The whole movie reminds me of Breath of the Wild. (laughs) I know, but like those (laughs) Those look like the Korok seeds, right? Absolutely. 
Totally. Okay. Him wearing the blue tunic and stuff, shooting arrows, <laughs> riding on his, his little like horse elk friend. It's just like, holy <laughs> shit, man. I and mean, then there's like there's parts that literally just look like they're straight out of Breath of the Wild. I love it. I- Dude, the one scene the one scene towards the end where he's sort of making his final charge and the two samurai guys are like is that a de- he? Uh, he's back. What the, what the fuck's up with this guy? And he just fucking shoom, clean. Uh, just cuts a dude's head off with one of their. And the other and guy just kind of does the does the Hawkeye lead to the other guy. Like it just looks so cool. The no, animation that, that, in this movie is so fluid. There's a moment where he's fighting people, and one of the guys shoots an arrow at him, and he catches the arrow because he's yeah, out, and then turns around and shoots the guy again. That's the one. Yeah. Like, well, this is dope. I think that um, I really like this movie a lot, and obviously it's because you know a lot of my criticisms of the past ones where they were a little too kid oriented. This one I think is a return to form, especially like you know when you look at it, and it's, it's got serious undertones. It's got violence. It's a lot deeper, just like Nausicaa was, and I think that. Um, I really do think across the board, um, the English dub did a good job with the voice acting, with the exception of Claire Danes. I did not really care for her performance in this, um, but and, the, and like, I was a little off put by it until I realized was okay. that she was Mononoke. Oh. Um, I was a little off put by it until I realized that Moro, um, the the mother wolf, was played by Gillian Anderson, mm-hmm. and I was like, X-Files. everything's everything's forgiven now. Mm-hmm. Everything is fine <laughs> uh, because it's good. But I think she, I think Keith David did a great job. I think um, Billy Crudup, I think, did a really wonderful job nailing the character of Ashitaka, uh, the main character. I think yeah. he has that sort of like the character itself is sort of like displaced, and I think he had that vibe the entire time where he's not. You know, he's sort of revered in his own camp, and then when he has to leave the camp, he is told he can never go home. He says, "You got like you can never come back here," and he just accepts that. And so forever, he's going to be a stranger to other lands. And I think he really, I, I love how he performed this whole thing, where he's just sort of like, he's just a little taken out of everyone else's worlds, and that's why he can mm-hmm. kind of. They have that moment where they say you have to go there and view this with like, with like sincere and honest eyes, and he just, he, I think he kind of took that to heart and nailed the whole performance. He totally. also nailed it, the ability to show restraint amongst a lot of horny older women. Oh, um, oh for sure. Yeah. For sure. And they're sweating really a lot, too. A fleet of them. Yeah. There's that moment where yeah. he walks past the bellows, and they're all just looking at him like he is ice cream on a hot day. And, and it is, sweating. They're yep. sweating, and they're Dude. just in for it. And their husbands are all idiots, too, which makes it so much better. Too, it gave me such major Aladdin vibes. And like that is, to oh, yeah. me, the ultimate compliment of like watching this movie as a 31-year-old dude for the first time. I got the same sense of stokedness that I did being a little kid watching Aladdin when they do the one jump ahead and he's running through. And like it's just such a, a cool thing where I, I feel like I remember growing up with the Disney movies. And it was like Little Mermaid I loved. Beauty and the Beast, I loved. But then I saw Aladdin, and I was just like, this is my shit. Yeah. And it's like, this to me, I'm like, this is my shit. And I am so, so in. And it, it also now, watching uh, Nolan in review and Miyazaki in review at the same time, it's funny where uh, the way that we saw kind of following turn into Memento, I really think that Nausicaa turned into this. It's like he, yeah. you can see the Miyazaki's yeah. learning There's a lot so of similarities much. with yeah. both of those movies. But yeah. like growth. Totally, them. it's yeah, totally. Yeah. I I am so in love with it. Belinda, what what did you think now? Um, Mononoke was probably the first Ghibli movie I watched like as an adult. I think I was like nineteen or twenty, and it became my favorite. And then going into this review, I was like, "It's the top spot." Like, let me see if any of these new ones topple it. And um, I really, really love Nausicaa a lot, and I find a lot of similarities, like the war and you know, talking about the environment and trying to save a forest and all of that is all very similar. Um, 
I still really, really, really love this movie. I think it's so gorgeous. I think the action is amazing. I think all of the themes still carry, you know, this movie was made in 1997 and they're still super relevant and powerful. Um, I don't know. I think, I don't know if it'll keep the top slot. It's really hard. I'm still deciding. (laughs) Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to get through the review here. Uh, Andy. We'll, see, we'll see if Nick's plot changes the, your, your mind. Yeah. Well, there's some zingers in here. <laughs> Great. Can't wait for the zings. Uh, Andy, I know that you, we were talking uh, yesterday about this a bit and you were, you were saying that like this movie meant a lot to you as a kid and like you were super into it, like watching it now a bit more as an adult, like does it, do you like it more than you did when you were little? Oh yeah. I feel like I, I can appreciate it a lot more. Um, but coming from just like a production standpoint also, not just, Oh, it's a cool cartoon with violence. Because I remember my dad renting this for me, and we didn't really know what it was. I think one of his coworkers had mentioned, like, "Oh, your son is into like Dragon Ball Z and stuff. Check out this movie." And I, I wasn't. None of us were expecting the violence, and I thought oh, that was no. cool as shit. Like, it, as I a wasn't kid, like as a kid, I, I, I just wasn't expecting to see heads being lopped off and arms being severed, and Dude, that shit was so badass quick. to me. But I, but. You know, in context, the I, I think it still works completely well in this movie. Um, and just like violence aside, I love the characters. Um, I just love the, the world building behind all of this. It's so it's so video gamey in the best way where I again, I just keep on wondering, like, God, I would love to see a fully realized two hour Miyazaki movie about Legend of Zelda. Like, I, I just it needs to happen, man. Yeah. Um, reading some more facts for you because there's some there's some gold for this one. I actually uh, teased this one out or said part of it before in one of the olden reviews, uh, but this was dubbed into English with a script by Neil Gaiman. Uh, Gaiman, Gaiman, how do you Gaiman. say it, Nick? Gaiman. 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 All of us said different things. <laughs> I, I Neil. Neil Gaiman. Neil. <laughs> and I was distributed in North America by Miramax, where it sold well on DVD and video despite a poor box office performance, thereby greatly increasing uh, Ghibli's popularity and influence outside Japan. In response to demands from Miramax chairman, uh, chairman Harvey Weinstein to edit the film, one of Miyazaki's producers sent Weinstein a katana with the message, no cuts, which is the fucking coolest thing you could possibly do. Uh, promotion manager Steve Alpert revealed that Weinstein had wanted to trim the film down from 135 minutes to 90 minutes, despite having promised not to do so. Uh, when Alpert informed him that Miyazaki would not agree to those demands, Weinstein flew into one of his infamous rages and threatened Alpert that he would never work in this industry again. Uh, possibly as a result of this, the movie only had a limited theatrical release in the United States, reportedly to the disdain of Walt Disney Pictures. Uh, the film was later released in the USA in its uncut version. And when asked about the incident in an interview, Miyazaki simply smiled and stated, I defeated him. Fuck. <laughs> That's so oh, cool. That's badass. Badass. It's Miyazaki's way or the highway. There's it's no so other cool. way. I mean, to I be fair, I could have sworn that was a story for another Miyazaki movie. Was- no, I told you. So I had, I read that, that I was talking about the cuts and edits. Yeah, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. it was for about this, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna tease that," but I didn't know the got rest it. of it. Okay. I defeated him, which is that's awesome. great. I, to uh, be fair, the movie could have probably you probably could have shaved off 15 minutes; would have been okay. I don't think you could have. Man. I think because you were like, taking stuff notes. Lepers, I think is you're like we could sort of shave a little bit of that off. Uh, I mean, she, they make reference to a lot of things that I think we could have moved a little quicker on. I don't mind it being this long. I think it, I think it definitely adds to the world building, but it could have been like 205, maybe two too flat you know i feel I mean? like nausicaa would have okay. been this long if they described sort of the history of the forest and all of that which i think 
that's what Mononoke did, and that's why mm-hmm. it was so long. Yeah, but I also but I appreciated that more because I loved I loved knowing that in this world they just sort of touch on little small things that they don't really go into a whole lot of detail of. But I love the idea of the clan of apes and yeah, the how, yeah, like yeah. there's all these different tribes and all these different sort of factions. Uh, I just I love every idea behind the this sort of world building. I think it's fucking great. And I think yeah, I mean we, to me, sorry, go ahead, Tim. Uh, we paused because uh, Moose had to go to the bathroom, and it was like we had I think like 45 minutes left. Uh, and she was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe like we've watched so long. This movie's so long for an animated movie." And I was just like, "I'm so stoked. We have 45 minutes left because this is the last we're gonna get of this world. This is the last we're gonna get of these characters, and I'm loving them so much that like I'm happy that that we have that. And like even like I would agree that there's like some slower parts, and like I could see where they would cut, but I'm so happy they didn't because I think that it just kind of creates this as this one perfect movie that kind of to me feels more like." filmic like it 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 feels like a a nolan movie in the sense of we're creating an entire world and it's only going to be this one experience and you're going to get it all i had the same i had the same thing happen to me tim where i had to like i had to pause and go to the restroom and i saw i still had an hour left and i was like fuck yeah (laughs) i'm stoked it's all yeah Yeah, it's always interesting to me like i think he does a really good job like in like bringing you into the world and explaining a lot of things. And I think one of the things that I really appreciate about this and Nasca to a degree is that he does a, an interesting thing with his um, antagonists where he tries to make them sympathetic and more often than not, it works. And with this, um, the lady Aboshi character uh, played by, I think Minnie driver, you, yep. you, you kind of get a sense that she's like, Hey, I'm just defending my people. And I'm trying to stand out for like specifically the women in my clan who I'm, I'm trying to elevate. And I'm just basically trying to like, carve my way into the world and if i have to cut a couple trees down here and there and kill a couple stupid animals like come on like what's the big deal here and by the end of it i think she kind of learned a lesson but and uh, same with the jago character but you don't necessarily end up hating them you can you can mm-hmm. find a little bit of a thread to sympathize and I always, I always think that just makes the story that much better because they're not necessarily evil they're just sort of flawed and need to learn a lesson and uh you know the main character can teach them that lesson if it's crafted correctly Billy Absolutely. Bob and I think I think going even beyond that, like I love that this movie introduces so many different kind of, for lack of a better word, tribes of people or characters. Mm-hmm. And they each have their own kind of like politics and rules or like and agenda. Like, yeah. Agenda, whatever. And it's like I love that it's clear where, sure, we're we're looking at them as antagonists just because the protagonists we have are against them. But like it it does feel almost Thanos-like where every character or every group you believe their agenda and it's not just the bad guys. It's like, even uh, when it comes to like the boars, it's like they have their own thing going on or like versus the wolves versus the, the apes, even though the apes are just in it just a little bit, it's like you get enough of it to kind of understand that they're getting involved only when they have to and whatever. And I just, I, I'm really, really, really impressed. Like this just feels like Miyazaki firing all cylinders of everything I've liked about the prior movies, just done well together. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. Let's get to the plot. We open, ladies and gentlemen, where all good movies should on a mysterious forest and a voiceover by Keith David, who we all know, of course, from the HBO cartoon series Spawn. Got a really young child? Hey, it's perfect for them. Let him watch the whole thing unsupervised. The forest <laughs> or, is cool. He's the, dude, the main guy for Gargoyles, right? Keith David? 
Yeah, wasn't he? I watched it. Yeah, he is. I just remember him. I just remember listening to him, seeing him in a movie called Men at at Work with Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. And he he played a third in that. Hilarious. And then I remember hearing him on Spawn. I was like, this dude has the coolest voice on the planet. Of course, Keith Emmer. What an opening. Everything. Uh, Of course, the forest. Also, every every once in a while, they would show, like, I would be like, I hope my parents don't catch me watching Spawn because sometimes they show some stuff. (laughs) Yeah. They showed a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, cool. violent and evocative, Andy. Uh, the forest, he says, is old and has lots of gods and demons in it, and they're guarded by gigantic beasts who owe their allegiance to the great forest spirit. And these beasts are uh, great to take fishing because when they could become demonic, Kevin, they turn into worms, and you don't have to spend a lot of money on bait. Uh, title bait, screen, yeah. Princess Mononoke. And I'm a little disappointed here because this is one of the first Miyazaki films we've seen that doesn't have an elaborate, fun title sequence. But it doesn't matter because he's like, we don't have time for that shit. We have to get into the plot. Uh, And, of course, the first character we see here riding his majestic elk is Ashitaka. Uh, He warns uh, some of the girls from his village that something bad is going down over in the forest and they got to get home. Uh, He tells them to get uh, and then he rushes over to the watchtower where he and uh, his amazing elk uh, spot something moving in the forest. Climbing higher still, he warns the watchman up there um, that the wise woman, the elder of the village, has told everyone to get back. And then, of course, uh, before he knows it, he spots the really, really, really gross worm monster demon thing crawling from the village. And there's nothing creepier than this thing. That's just a <laughs> thing made of, like a centipede made of small little worms that also kind of looks like a giant spider. This is the stuff of nightmares. Uh, when, of course, it hits the light, uh, the light, kind of uh, causes it, the, the the worms to jump up in the air, revealing the massive body of a boar uh, who appears to be the host for this demon entity. Uh, Ashitaka lets an arrow loose to warn Yakul, his elk, uh, that the demon is coming. Um, and, uh, Dude, Yakul wet. almost got murked here. Yakul was straight up yeah, in the headlights. so scared. I'm, listen, guys, I was, was going to save this for the end. Get to it, Nick. <laughs> oh, God. But I'm just going to say right now, let's just, yep. let's just call it yeah. what it is. Yakul, MVP. Yeah. Wow. Damn sure. wow. When he got hit, Agreed. I audibly gasped. Yep. I was like, yeah. don't do this I was this like, yeah, me. not like that. Did you not kill like this motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm out. done. No. I'm out. MVP. Uh, oh. Of course, uh, Ashitaki jumps on his back and uh, rides real hard toward the town. He sees the, uh, the, the well, I was going to call it a smoke monster for a second, Andy, but that's, that's lost, Andy. That's lost, that's lost. yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, he sees... The, the warm uh, demon heading toward the village and a group of girls from earlier are caught in its path. So Ashitaki uh, gets in its way and plants a perfectly aimed arrow in the demon's glowing eye, uh, which causes its worm shield to lash out and burn Ashitaki's arm. Uh, the attack leaves the host boar unprotected and without thinking Ashitaki sends another arrow directly into the host demon, putting it out of its misery. Uh, of Nick. course, before this, I, for, I, I, I skipped over a point here real quick before I forget, Andy, is that he, as he's writing in front of the monster, he's asking it to stop. And that yeah. is such an interesting character um, point for him. Because he's not trying to kill this thing. He's just trying to ask it to go back to where it was before. And I think that's really cool. Sorry, Andy, what were you going to say? Um, Ashitaka, right? What did I say? Ashitaki? Yeah, I think from now we just call him Takis. I think we call him Takis. Takis? I was going to call him <laughs> yeah. Ashi. We can call Fuego Takis. Fuego flavored Takis. Fuego Takis. Uh, okay. Done. Um, as the, as the I'm demon so, is. Tim, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Tim. Yeah. That was you, Andy. You did that. <laughs> My bad, dude. It's always weird to be on the other side of one of those. It's nice. Um, Hai Sama, the elder leader of the village, orders the girls to pour some water over Ashitaki's wounds to ease his pain uh, while the evil demon in front of her um, basically says some really horrible shit. He's like, dude, 
you're all going to die. You're all going to die. And it's going to be totally fine. And then he's like, you know, this is not the last you've seen in me, Tim. I'll be back. Terminator 1984. Uh, There it is. And he goes, and when I come back, hell's coming with me. Tombstone 1993. And then he dissolves like all of those ants that Andy burned with his hydrochloric acid that he got from Walgreens. Quote, I like the powerful feeling I get when I take a life. Andy would later tell the FBI. It's always the quiet ones, the ones you least expect. And Greg, because he's a psycho too. Don't do this. Belinda, I have no idea what's happening. I thought you were going to lead into another line of like, um, I, I know Kung Fu, The Matrix. <laughs> like, <laughs> gonna keep on going. Let's go that way. We'll go that way. Uh, Ashitaka shows everyone his infected arm, which uh, will spread throughout his whole body and kill him, uh, which is something that the elder tells him. And he's just like, okay. Uh, the council wants okay. him. Uh, wants to help him, but he, uh, she says he can't alter his fate. He can, however, rise to meet it. There's evil in the land of the West. Uh, are we calling him? Can we just call him Ashi from now on? Is that okay? Sure. Sure. Talky though. You want Taki? Taki. Well, it's Taka. I feel bad. Why right, yeah, Taka? Yeah, but Andy likes Takis. All right, so. Taki but it also, is. But also, I do like Kashi. Their breakfast. Uh, uh, that doesn't help. That doesn't solve the problem. We're still adding everything with an I. Kashi station. Ashi. Well, you also Ashi. called Frodo oh, Fredo, so we can, yeah. there's just no rules here. <laughs> that was a mistake. This is on. Perfect. You're in okay, charge of the Ashi. plot. You make a decision. We'll call, we'll call, I'm going to call him Ashi from now on. Must go okay. there. <laughs> what he can see without hate. Uh, maybe he can find a way to lift the curse. Uh, the tribe is the last of an old tribe called the Amishi, and they're dying out. Uh, they're saddened by the loss of their one and only prince. So sad that Haisama basically tells him, hey, you're dead to us. Uh, once you leave, you, you, you're done. We're never going to think of you again. So he cuts his man bun and grabs his goat, and off they go. Uh, Kaya. It was not a goat. Look, I, I feel like I might be a broken record throughout this entire review, but like this was moment number two that I out loud was like, I fucking love this movie mm. where it's like the when commit- it started with that VO and we're just seeing the the vistas and like they're just like the the Keith VO was so great. Set the and tone. Keith, I'm like, but I'm also in. Keith VO saying gods and demons like, all right, cool. Absolutely. Yeah, all of that. Spawn. We get an action scene that I am just thrilled with this whole boar fight the entire time. And then. We get this crazy ass like Moncala Jenga situation going on, and he's just about like the, the woman's like, oh, hey, you're leaving and you're dead it. to us. I'm just like, damn! Like this movie gives zero fucks. They are sending this guy out. He is gone. He's and going you sit to there die. And you watch him walk through the door, and you're like, okay, okay, no here we go. Cool. So cool. I so do. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I do hate so, when like like societies have rules of like. Hey man, you're out and you can never come back. Like Wonder Woman, where it's like, why? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, let me let me back. Like, in. If cool. he fixes his arm, like fucking let him back in. What? He's your prince. <laughs> yeah, it's also deal, one of those bro? things where like we are a dying clan. To which I would I would be like, well, do you think that's maybe because every time someone takes a vacation, you don't let them back in the fucking yep. village? Yep. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> that's true. Maybe yeah. Someone wants to go to Palm Springs for a weekend and they come back and I'm like, oh, sorry, you can't come back in here. We have, so, to, you have to stay here. Where's the so border, Tim, by the way? How yeah. far can you go out of this land before they let you back in? Tim, I just love the, I love the idea of immediately we're sort of presented with this curse. And his arm is, is has these dark marks on it. And it's like, okay, this is cool as shit. This curse is eventually going to kill him. I love this idea of this race against time. And then this the next following scene, we see him, his arm become powerful and shoot off different heads and limbs and arms and shit with his powerful arm 
and that just ratchet up how much cooler this whole situation is. Like it's, it did. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to be a broken so record. Cool. Every ten minutes, there's three moments that I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, Tim. Tim, remember when he pushes the door and the dude's like, "Hey." 10 guys need to push that yeah. open. Yeah. You're being an idiot. Like, and then cool. some other guys like, you're going to die. And then he just goes, Sorry, sorry. Kaya, it's okay. Kaya catches up to him right before he escapes into the night and to give him her crystal dagger to remember her by. Uh, and uh, this is then this is one of those scenes where I'm like, wow, well, he just has to say goodbye to his sister forever. And he takes the dagger and he's like, I guess I'll never see you again. And she's like, well, and, and we don't, yeah. right? Like, we like this Kaya. That's it. He never goes back, it, right? He can't yeah. go back. I, um, although I just feel like he, he could go back now, right? Because the curse is lifted. I don't no, know. but he's not supposed to, like, I feel like they made it clear that, like, it's not that it's he was just cursed. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's like if you leave, leave this yeah. valley or whatever the hell it is, you can't come back. And it just, that seemed like an arbitrary rule that, like, let's be frank. It's not working for them. They're about yeah, to go extinct. Terrible. I agree with uh, you, Kevin. Ashi spots a massacre occurring in the village down below. He lets loose an arrow at one of the brigands, uh, but the demon in his arm supercharges it and takes the bad guy's arms off. Uh, then he shoots another dude's head off. And then he's like, maybe I should not be a part of this battle uh, because I, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking people up. Um, it's it's, it's got to be what I, I like. I you got to assume that Henry Roan Gardner and Rookie of the Year felt the same way when he threw that Dude. first. When what he threw movie. that first ball, what a movie! I literally want you to know we're on the same page because the next line is I can't remember, but I think this was the exact storyline of Rookie of the Year. Uh, <laughs> it was seeing this was noise? insane because I knew that this movie was graphic. Like Andy had told me, like yo, it's graphic, and and you know when I was little, it was like a lot for me to deal with, and I thought that referred to the fact that this movie started off with him fighting a giant boar that decomposed in actually the most graphic way humanly yeah. possible like that was scientifically created to terrify children like you no one can smell it you like you can totally yeah through the shit. screen you're like oh insane. god <laughs> and then it cuts within three minutes of seeing that we see this dude with an arrow lob people's heads off arms off it doesn't matter everything's so popping cool. off the it's action cool. in this movie is so well animated, so well cut and edited to be exciting and keep you on your toes where you're just like, I don't know, anything can fucking happen and anything does happen. Yeah, like, so the first guy gets his head cut off and the other guy's still in pursuit and Ashi's like, please leave me alone. I, I'm i going to kill you. I will kill <laughs> like, you. I right. don't want to do this, but I'm, it's going to happen. And then he just keeps on pursuing and another head just comes a rolling. So Idle sorry. hands, 1998. Wow, yeah, dude. Great film. Uh, oh, my God. Jessica Alba. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Uh, of course, uh, later in the town, Ashi tries to pay for a bowl of rice with a nugget of gold, and Billy Bob Thornton tries to help him with a currency exchange. Uh, he follows Ashitaka out of town while some bad dudes from the village follow them as well. Uh, later that night, they make some stew and talk about how Ashitaka lost the demon's trail. Uh, Jigo. Or Jigo, I can't remember how they pronounce it. Tells him it's Billy whole, Bob. Billy Bob. It's just Billy Bob tells him he's like, man, it doesn't matter. Nothing fucking matters anymore, man. The whole damn world's gone to shit. Nothing matters. Angelina Jolie's like, got my blood on her necklace. I got a pile of blood on my on her her blood on my neck too. They did both. <laughs> it was really creepy. Uh, later that night, they make some stew. Oh, sorry. Uh, Ashitaka feels bad about the uh, uh, intervening in the fight, but Jago was like, dude, you win some, you lose some. 
and uh, Jago figures out that uh, Ashi is from the Amishi tribe because of some of the stuff that he has with him, and uh, which, which was supposedly supposed to have been wiped out 500 years ago. And so now you're kind of like, oh, maybe this is painting a picture of these people just are like super, super cloistered in this valley, and they don't want any outsiders. So once you leave, you can't come back, and that kind of makes sense. But also, as Kevin so astutely pointed out, um, not really working for them. They're all dying off. Uh, Ashi shows him the ball of iron taken from the boar's stomach. And Jago tells him of the place high in the mountains where the spirit of the forest dwells. There's a bunch of giants and it's super scary and dangerous for humans. So naturally, uh, Ashi's like, I'm just going to head straight there the next morning. And Jago watches him while he leaves and whispers to himself, see you there, my friend. And it's kind of creepy and ominous. Uh, But he also snuggles up in such a comfortable way that I was like, I want to feel that. I want to feel that blanket. Yes. So here's the thing. Uh, Billy Bob's shoes. Like, I think we need to talk about him for a second. Tim, you wouldn't understand. It's a short man's game. You know, sometimes you just need those extra couple. I want you to watch Iron Man 2. Watch Iron Man 2 and look at the shoes that Robert Downey Jr. is wearing. I also watch him every Mission Impossible. Look at the shoes Tom Cruise is wearing. Exactly. Tim, you don't understand. I've never seen seen a person have a high heel in the middle of their shoe. Like, it's an impressive thing. And when when it first is shown here, I was talking to Joey. I don't think it's a high heel then. It's, was a really type of, it's a type of shoe. That's fair. It's a, That's fair. You know what I mean? It's just really like, high. Typically, those shoes have one in Two. the front, one in the back. This one mm-hmm. just has the one. Less and it, it was like unclear in this first scene that because I was like, is his shoes just really weird? And uh, Joey was like, oh no, I think that he's like on a like a stool or something. And I was like, all right, I, that, I buy that. Like he's like crouching on the, on the stool. But then later we see him in a fight scene. It's just like, no, he straight up has these weird ass t shoes. Good, hey, good for him doing some things. Later when we see the fight scene, like I was very impressed impressed how he went from like just like, you know, normal skeezy him it was to attack like, of the clown. The I'm going to fuck. Yeah. Yep. We had that Yoda mm-hmm. moment of like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. His thing is fucking fast roundhouse kick- kicks. Yeah. The, like, the, that the was mistake, pretty cool. And uh, Nick, the mistake that he made, that Billy Bob made with mm-hmm. these large platform shoes, he isn't wearing long sort of bell bottom style jeans to cover up. Where exactly. the shoes begin, Egg. where the feet end, yeah, exactly. But I love um, this introduction to this character, uh, like jokes aside, just because I, I it got so much lore told in a way that I thought was quick and fascinating, and built the worlds that uh, we need to know of the different tribes and different situations. And I love how clear it was that we shouldn't trust this guy and that he's going to come back in some way that's going to be interesting. And that's what felt to me like we're already hitting kind of the arc of like this would have been the end of episode three of a season. Where it's like, ah, oh, that guy's gonna come back, and it, there's gonna be a whole a thing going on, and that's the rest of the movie. Yeah. So yeah, right. So when we get that here from uh, Jago, watches him go and whispers, "See you there, my friend," to himself, which consequently is exactly what Andy likes to say to all the ants he tortures to death with that hydrochloric acid he got from Walgreens. Uh, in a different part of the world, a small so squad of soldiers led by Lady Aboshi uh, shoots rocket at San, uh, also known as Princess Mononoke, and her dire wolves. Um, and they have the baby, but unfortunately for them, they have the same aim that Greg has uh, when he's drunk and trying to win ultimate chicken horse. Uh, what a stupid, <laughs> stupid fool he is. <sighs> the squad is ambushed by a giant dire wolf. Uh, they light it up. I think what a to, uh, stupid fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Lady Aboshi's people are ambushed by Moro, who is the giant dire wolf mother. Uh, they light her up uh, and, and hit her in the sternum with a bullet. Uh, but apparently she's a god who uh, Aboshi makes note. She's like, he's very, very hard to kill. And then one of the uh, Moro looks up at her and goes, you want to come a hard out? 
Come on, come on, hard out, Andy. Come on, come on, come on. I got so excited at this point. Belinda, that's like, oh, uh, Belinda, that's dogs. Steven Seagal, Belinda. She does yeah. not care. It's also a callback to a joke and make a lot on next week. KFAF. I'm sure it's yeah. great. Yeah, Belinda, if you need it, like if you really want, I know you're very studious with your film work. Like you're, you're very well learned in, in the ways of of old movies. Look up Steven Seagal. Well learned. Hard to no. kill. Hard to kill. Time to kill. Killing time, like there's all his movies. All I'll words. absolutely do this. Above the law, hard to yeah. kill. That's the next thing <laughs> I'll watch. Uh, I've known you. I've known you over a decade at this point, and I've heard yeah. you say "Kamakamata" like probably a hundred <laughs> times, if not more. Come on, come on. And it wasn't until this moment that I realized you. What is he actually saying? He you want to cut my heart out? Yeah, Tim. Let me. Tim, let me explain know this that. to you. I thought Nick was just saying noises. <laughs> Tim, Tim, let me explain this to you. There's a, a very uh, Latino sort of gangster guy who's like going after Steven Seagal. And he's like, I'm going to fucking cut your heart out, I say. And it cuts to, to Steven Seagal. And he goes, you want to come out? Come on, come out. Come on, come out. You want to come out? Come on, come out. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, we were yeah. learning something here. It's great. Uh, moving <laughs> forward, the gone review. Uh, one day, and that'll get no views. Uh, Ashi fishes a couple of dudes out of the river down below and then hides so he can watch the leader of the dire wolves uh, suck some poison out of the big one's wounds. Uh, Ashi announces himself to San, but she is not having it. Uh, and then one of the dudes from the river wakes up and sees a little alien known as a Kodama. And it's terrifying. Uh, it's a spirit, apparently, which uh, would usually be good luck unless one of your legs is broken and you can't run away just like this guy is. And then when you turn around and there's thousands of them there, you're like, we're going to die and they're going to eat our soul. Oh, it's like it's like the Dilophosaurus. They're cute. Exactly. They're cute, Belinda, but they're cute like in an ugly way. Like they're ugly, but they're still cute. Yeah, no, I don't they're, trust they're, they're, they're creepy. I think they're cute in a cute way. No, they're <laughs> creepy. The fact that like they communicate by slowly turning their head around is the fucking noise. like the scariest thing I think that you can ever when, when they're mm. popping off looking at the tree spirit towards you and like that sounds I just like it sounded awesome I loved it's it terrible. like can you imagine Belinda, if place. I just smiled right now and my head slowly turned clockwise all the way around because that's oh, what they're they don't go all the way around do they I'm comes pretty sure they do I'm pretty sure they do I'm pretty right I mean there's moments where we see it go Nearly halfway. We're talking 180 degrees. Easy. Uh, a Kodama with a cute little butt leads them through the forest while thousands of them come out of the woodworks. Finally, all of those little ants will rise up against Andy and take their revenge. Uh, they, this... they cross a match. It's funny because this joke makes me think that Nick's been killing ants. <laughs> you know? And doesn't Andy kind of just strike you as the kind of person that he's like quiet and nice and then he's just no, got a but you like, really do. You. you really do. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> like, they it, make it, it into no, no, a don't stop walk away from the this. forest <laughs> with Ashi. Uh, and Ashi stops uh, and spots the tracks of the wolves uh, with the girl with them. He spots more recent tracks. He's like, these ones look a di little different. And then he looks up and he sees a herd of deer like creatures off in the distance. Uh, of course, the last one he sees is, a, is the bigger, massive deer with all the cool horns and we don't quite know who that is yet but later of course it'll be revealed that that is the forest spirit in its daytime uh form itself 
Uh, his demon arm, of course, sees it and goes freaking nuts. Uh, it wants to eat, so he plunges it into the magical water below to calm it. It's evil spirit as the deer in the distance disappears. Uh, they break through the tree line and spot Lady Aboshi's village uh, in the Iron Town, is what they call it, where uh, they make iron or something, I assume. Uh, the town is super stoked that Kuroku and the other dude are back from the dead. Uh, Gonza, the captain of the guards, is suspicious of Ashitaka since he's made his way through the Forbidden Forest, and apparently if you go in there, no one ever comes out. Uh, Kuroku's wife, Toki, uh, played by, I believe, Jada Pinkett Smith, comes yeah. in hot, and she thanks Ashi for bringing her dumbass husband home and then kind of flirts with him a little bit. And I'm like, do you really want your husband to come home? Because I can put his ass right back in that forest, be eaten by those little alien fuckers, and you and I can just we can make a home for ourselves here. Yeah. Night. The the amount we of can. cleavage that all the the prostitutes have is just impressive. Former it, prostitutes. It, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Former mm. prostitutes. Because now, Kevin, now they're don't know now they're sport. working out their thighs on this on that cool machine. What That's that. Yeah. Uh, Bellows. Those it's, are it, very... it's a whole body workout, Andy, because you know they're mm-hmm. you're, they're working out their core and arms, and then they got the heels, calves, and thighs getting when you push down. Fuck it's yeah, dude. it's a good workout. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. The first time I went to Japan for Tokyo Game Show with Fran, um, I was I had to knock on his door to ask him something late at night, and he was wearing one of those robes, one of those traditional Japanese robes that only cover pretty much Holy right shit. down to the top of your thigh. That's where they no. cover. Um, it, no. it, now, now, to be fair, when I told that story, I was like, was it me that was wearing the, the robe and knocked <laughs> on my door or the opposite? I can't remember, but for comedic sake, let's just imagine. Did the hotel, did the hotel Look, provide said whatever, robes? Whatever happened in Japan? Yeah, and Japan. Uh, Andy talking about you, know, you projecting like all that stuff. There was that, and I was like, was I can't Kevin. say this. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna I, save it. I said that, and then and then later when uh, this just happened, you even flipped it of like Frandis. It might have been me. I'm just gonna jump to it because we just saw this deer, right? This majestic deer where that is just with backlit and it's right. fucking beautiful and it's like it's godlike and you see uh, his eyes just be like, whoa, I'm seeing some other worldly shit right now later in the movie we get a, a face reveal of this oh thing. that thing's terrifying and why Stuff was my nightmares. first thought oh that's nick yeah i don't you know, know why because it reminds me of that photoshop why. that someone did with my face onto a koala bear that's exactly what it looked like <laughs> remember that, that one? might be it it was me. I, I showed that to my like wife. She was like, never show me any of these stupid Photoshop it's challenges. It's the way that the horrifying. neck is elongated and uh, like the face really doesn't geeky. match that. Like you expect it to have a longer face, but it has more of a face face. And well, it's like, yeah, they mentioned. Yeah, right. they mentioned they described what the being looked like. And they said it has sort of a human face. Yeah. But it reminds me of Nick when Nick does the ooh, like when he does that. <laughs> That's stuff. what it is. It's like it's that <laughs> Face. And Look like, at him! Was, Look! Was, no, no, I don't want to see it. But, but there's never a action, Princess Mononoke. I want Nick. <laughs> Andy, I'm gonna haunt your forest. Here's what we have. We have two photoshops so far for next week's Photoshop challenge here on In Review. One is make Kevin's head spin around 360 degrees, and and then put my face on the, the forest spirit while you're there. Put me on the night walker also, because that thing is terrifying. This is horrible. Uh, Lady Aboshi apologizes. She pops up and apologizes to everyone for the shit that went down, and then invites Ashi to dinner. Uh, Ashi sits with the men eating rice eating the rice that they almost died to get, uh, worth noting, while some of the women invite Ashi to, you know, just come over and see where we work later at night when our husbands aren't here. And I'm like, dude, I mean, he was sent on a mission, Andy, and I think he's figured out what that's supposed to be. Uh, one, of the men, one, men, one of the men tells Ashi about Nago, uh, the giant boar god who used to rule the whole area. Uh, they needed to clear the forest to mine some iron, and that really pissed Nago off. Uh, all 
was hopeless until Lady Eboshi showed up with her rifles and lit his ass up. And then Ashi puts two and two together and realizes that that piece of iron that was stuck there came from this village. And that's what killed the boar, or at least enraged him to become incensed and become a demon. Uh, Ashi, of course, feels sympathy for the boar god. He must have died filled with hate, is what he says. Uh, later that night. That was such a cool line. That was such a cool line. We see Eboshi examining some of the same iron, so it's one-to-one. Of course, we're like, okay, we're in the right spot here. And uh, uh, Ashi comes in. He tells her uh, that he's been poisoned and will die. Uh, when asked about his agenda, he tells the lady he's come to see with eyes unclouded, and she laughs at him. She just looks at him, and she laughs at him. And then she goes, you know what? I'll just show you all my secrets because you're an idiot and don't know how to lie, so it's fine. I know you're a straight shooter, uh, which at first I was like, dude, why would you do this? But then I was like, forget it. it doesn't matter. She's not worried about this guy at all. Um, uh, I wrote something in here about Gina's secret garden and Porco Rosso, but as it turns out, Eboshi really does have a secret garden. She's like, here, I'll walk you through my secret garden, which is interesting. Uh, before that, of course, she walks him by the wait, bellows wait, wait, where wait, all the women are. I mean, I'll just read the joke. Gina had a secret garden, though, right? She yeah. did, but I always right. thought that okay. secret garden was a euphemism. Four. Go ahead. Let me hear the joke. Jesus Christ, don't drink. Stop drinking. Just continue. (laughs) Just continue. For sex stuff, Kevin. Uh, Let's see. Lady. Okay. So she walks in by the bellows and then through her secret garden, which I'm not getting. That's actually what she does. Into a small weapons factory run by lepers who are making rifles. Uh, For she notes, these ones are specifically being made for the women. Uh, They're supposed to be very, very powerful and light so the women can wreck shit up. Uh, The newest rifles, she notes, should kill any forest demons and puncture any samurai armor. Ashi's arm goes nuts at this and tries to unsheath its own sword to strike her down, uh, but Ashi stops it. He says he'd have to kill the entire town to stop the real death, and he's not really willing to do that. Uh, the lead leper pledges, uh, it pleads with Ashi to give Eboshi a break. She's the only one who sees them as humans. And so it's like we're trying to build her into a little bit more of a, of a sympathetic character here. I'm not quite sure I quite buy it because she does note that she's like, listen, when we kill all these we kill all these damn things. They're gonna. We kill the forest spirit, or we kill all these things enough. They're gonna go back to just being normal dumbass animals, and we can just have our way with the land. And this place is gonna be lit. Like it's gonna be worth a lot of money. Um, but of course, she has to uh, once and for all kill this princess, not Mononoke character, uh, because she is the princess of spirits and ghouls and beasts and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and she's the protector of the forest, uh, and she really, really, really wants to kill Eboshi. So that's where I, that's I, where we have to start. I think the reason why we don't necessarily hate Eboshi as much as we probably should is because none of it seems to come from an evil place this like it's never like oh, i hate these damn these useless like forest gods or whatever right. like it just seems like i gotta do what i gotta do to fuck it like these lepers need to eat they need to be cured they need you know, like all this stuff like and there's like you... the iron is under the mountain or something and they have to get to it or but they have yeah. to get rid of the forest to get to it or something, something. i i feel like what we have with her character is that she is fully towards the human side of it and then later with the like god of the boars he is fully towards the the animal side so we have these two characters that are trying to back for good reasons i'd say like back their own sides uh, you know that are super opposites and we and we have this kid who's trying to find somewhere in the middle and to teach them both you know yeah that 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 middle line is important and that, i think that's shown explicitly through san's character where she is human and wolf, debatably. But she chooses a side, and she doesn't like being called human. And she's like, yeah. no, like, I'm a wolf, I'm a wolf. And then later, Ashitag is like, no, you're a human, like me. 
yeah. Deal with it. And, and you're beautiful. Wolf. You're beautiful. I'm just a wolf. I'm wolf. There is a line in this movie that someone says, I'm just I'm just a something. Yeah, I got, I'll get to it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, Tim. I got all those lines in here. Don't know why I worry. Let's see. Legend says the blood of the ancient spirit can cure anything. Perhaps it will cure her lepers and maybe even lift Ashitaka's cursed arm. Ashi heads down to help out with the bellows, which is run by the women who her only, excuse me, whose only other option for employment uh, is being are being prostitutes downtown. And so they're very, very happy to be here and be useful and not have to do, uh, expose themselves to that. Um, and again, this is another sympathetic moment for Iboshi because we're kind of getting that. She's like, I really want to protect these women. Um, and I, I have to do what is necessary, and that includes uh, making those dollars. Um, Let's see, the Princess Mononoke and her wolf rush the village outside. Uh, they rush the wall, and then the thing just slams its head into one of the uh, – one of the wolves just slams its head into the, one of the pillars, and then it just catapults uh, Mononoke up into the uh, – onto the roof. Uh, she moves like a damn spider monkey. She starts attacking yeah. everything. Uh, she attacks Ashi as he pleads with her to stop, uh, and then he chases her up the forest, uh, the fortress roof. Uh, Oboshi calls her out and says, if you want revenge, come meet two women whose husbands were killed by your wolves and we're getting that uh, there's casualties on all sides but of course uh, ashi's like dude it's, don't 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 go in there it's a trap return of the jedi 1983 but it's too late the soldiers blast her with their rifles uh, ashi uses his demon arm to throw a roof at everyone and then rushes to her side but mononoke is playing dead she pops up and attacks lady eboshi uh, ashi realizes what must be done he unleashes the full power of his demon arm to show everyone in the village what hate really looks like uh he knows eboshi oh, he, excuse me uh, he, uh, I think he knocks, excuse me, knocks Eboshi out and takes the uh, unconscious princess away with him. Uh, one of the women, of course, in the, aims a rifle at him to avenge Lady Eboshi, the attack on Lady Eboshi, and accidentally puts a bullet through Ashi's chest. Unfazed, of course, he walks toward that big gate, leaving a trail of blood behind him and opens the massive door with one hand. Dude, uh, the yes. Go for it, Kev. I was just going to say, the animation of him knocking out Lady Eboshi was so fucking cool. It cut to the close-up of him going, Kuh! and her just being like, oh! Like, yeah. man, that was rad. And, and, and such a baller move of him being like, hey, come get her. She's, she'll be fine. Like, uh, she's going to be okay. Don't worry about her. I'm going to walk away. Oh, you're going to shoot me through the stomach? I'm just going to keep walking. Cause, this like, is my favorite so scene insane. in the entire movie. And it, it all starts with the... Uh, the wolf just like such a great move of jumping up the iron town or whatever it's called like obviously has spiked guards to stop this from happening but these wolves had the plan launch yeah. her up she gets up she's running around super ninja and super fast a fucking badass immediately like we've only seen this character once before and she was sucking blood out like that is so crazy that we now see this and you're like i'm instantly in love with you you're fucking cool she stands on the roof and gets a hero song like she gets this badass theme song moment they have this whole fight it ends with a super sick uh well animated like sword fight thing with uh the the lady but also we get some great character moments of face these women with these fucking guns who though those people killed their husbands it's like Everything I could ask for from this type of movie was just delivered to me right here. And then they're like, oh, but wait, it's going to get cooler because he's going to bleed out and push open a door he can't. He's not supposed to be able to push over. Yeah, but but the the, the part of animation that I just absolutely adore is where he finally puts his hand on the door. And they're like, you can't do this. This thing, like 10 people requires 10 men to open this. And you see the arm kind of like, like push in on itself like it's crumpling up on itself and then it just and then it finally starts to open but it just looks like and he doesn't say anything he just does it like they tell him and he's just like 
Cool. And every time he's about to do strong shit, he sort of does a Super Saiyan stuff where his yep. clothes start to move and his hair kind of starts to move. It's so it, cool. Dude, when that moment happened, I turned to Paul and I was like, his demon hand, he's going to use his demon hand strength. And she was just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, up on the hill, San wants to kill Ashi for stopping her from killing Eboshi, but he calls her beautiful and they're interrupted by the ape tribe who wants to eat Ashi to steal his strength and drive the rest of the humans away. San tells them it won't work. It'll just turn them into something else. And then she tells them to keep planting trees um, and let her find a way to beat the humans. The wolves chase them off and try to eat Ashi, uh, but Ashitaka's elk, excuse me, they try to eat Ashitaka's elk. Yeah, cool. But San saves him and uses it to carry Ashi to her secret garden with all the cute little, little budded aliens down there as well. Uh, she cuts off a branch from the tree and coaxes Yakul into the water with Ashitaki on its back. Uh, there are some skeletons and shit in there, but we won't talk about that. Right, Andy? We don't talk okay. about the skeletons we come across. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> she, San drags Ashitaka <laughs> onto a special Andy? little island. Like it this. seems like he's got some secrets okay. that he's trying to tell you. I'm just saying, Andy, you and me are in this together now. <laughs> I hate that so much because Nick says it. He blames Andy. He says, "Right, Andy," and then he just laughs to himself and then just moves on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, San drags Ashi in a little tiny island, uh, but Yakul is scared of it. Uh, she's like, "Oh, you're smart." She sets the elk free, uh, but he stays put to show San what he really looks like. Uh, also, he goes, "I got nowhere else to go." Officer and gentleman, nineteen ninety-two. Uh, off in the distance, the massive shape of the Nightwalker approaches. It, the, it apparently is the ethereal shape of the forest spirit while uh, the sun is down. When the sun comes up, it takes the form of the deer. Uh, and then midday, it just has a little siesta. Jigo watches uh, in bearskin uh, with other members of his hunters. Um, they're out in the forest, and they're looking for that spirit's head, man. They're like, we'll just wait for our time. We'll just bide our time and take that fucker's head off. The Nightwalker transforms back into, uh, I'll say it's an elk. Actually, I'm going to say it's deer with a red face, and it's really creepy, like Tim pointed out. And then he eats the leaves and the branch uh, sand left on the island while staring creepily and not blinking at all at Ashitaka's unconscious, semi-dead body. And this is where I'm like, what's going to happen? What's he going to do to this kid? <laughs> Belinda. What's he going to do? <laughs> Belinda. Have you guys ever seen Kevin's? Nick Maybe looks around. He's like, off. who's most uncomfortable here? Who should I target? <laughs> Belinda. Every, every once in a while, every once in a while, I'll have lunch with Kevin, and he'll space out for a little bit while chewing, and he'll just look off in the distance, and he'll go, <laughs> and it's fucking it's terrifying. Great for great for audio listeners. I, 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 I do love that we just got the sequel to. Uh, why do we revere the Big D? Andy, <laughs> what is he going to do to him? Belinda? <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to do to that very young boy? Jigo uh, and his men spot a herd of boars led by Ok. Uh, Okoto, an old stark white boar with an unpleasant disposition voiced by the none other than Keith David. He's the one that, do, that did the VO at the beginning. Uh, Okoto spots Jigo, uh, uh, so they split. Uh, meanwhile, Ashitaka dreams of the massive deer he saw earlier while the force spirit licks his wounds. Uh, he wakes in the glen with Yakul by his side. His bullet wound is healed, but his arm is still all funky. San feeds him some beef jerky from Costco to help nerf him, uh, nurse him back to health, uh, but when he can't chew it, she does it. Uh, she chews it for him like a mama bird, and I think this is supposed to be endearing but it kind of makes me want to vomit in my oh mouth. this wasn't hot for you uh oh, never no mind. this was definitely one of those moments where i was like andy you can keep you can keep whatever you're gonna do to your aunts and and uh we'll just move on you from didn't there. think at this moment Okoto's... like you want to find someone that would mama bird food for you if you needed no don't to? knock it till no. you try it yeah don't no. knock it till you I mean, try this it. is a big moment where it's Good. like these guys are gonna be together forever if they can sort it out 
Kevin, hire someone to spit in your mouth on your own time. Uh, Akoto's heard. I don't have to hire anyone. I found humans, my soulmate. But Moro, um, Moro the wolf tells them to go home. Of course, Moro's played by Jillian Anderson. Uh, San tells the boars that the forest spirits saved Ashitaka, and they get pissed. Like, why didn't he save Nago? And then she's like, well, Nago was afraid to die, so he fled, and the darkness took him over. Uh, Moro, of course, who was wounded, won't do the same thing. She'll remain and contemplate the death of the, uh, as the human uh, bullet inside of her will eventually deal her. Ashitaka interrupts and tells them that the demon Nago ha- uh, about the demon that Nago had become. He shows them his hand as proof. Uh, he came there to beg the forest spirit to lift Nago's curse, but only uh, the human wound was healed. Uh, Ako- excuse me, Akoto approaches and sniffs Ashitaka's hand for the truth. And he's like, this kid's telling the truth. He's, like, he's telling the truth. I'm just a <laughs> and, uh, and it's very, very powerful. And I think to myself, if only we could get the truth out of Kevin the same way, uh, but instead all we would probably uh, smell are what Cheetah dust? Can I throw that out there? Are you no. you're smelling my? What mouth? Do you guys been I'm smelling your fingers? Hands. Oh, coffee beans. There it is. Uh, let's see. Okoto tells uh, Ashitaka to leave the forest, or he'll kill him the next time he sees him. They smell uh, good. I don't. I don't doubt it, man. Let's see. Uh, oh. His and maybe his grow small and stupid. They don't have a choice. They have to mount one last stand against the humans before they all become dumb, mindless animals. Even if the effort kills them, uh, they bounce and sand spots the forest spirit, and it's still really creepy. It just it does one of those things where it walks and it kind of looks over. It's like, yeah, it looks exactly like that. It yeah. really does. It's, it's too good. good. I really don't like this. this. Now that I'm gonna look you, away. Would you want to be man or animal, Nick? Would I want to be man or animal? Definitely the forest spirit. Everyone love. Everyone's on the forest spirits. Jock man, no, they're jocking the spirit, us. Now. Like the forest spirit, like doesn't seem like it. It seems like it doesn't like it's not smart. It's like more an animal than anything. It's just life, man. It's out there just to eat stuff. Sometimes and hang though, out with his herd. I but, look at Nick and I'm, I'm just like he's a man, but I, sometimes he's just so hairy. He's just so hairy. Ooh, like, the, yeah, is he is. an animal? Maybe we can turn him back to a man if we were just to shave his bush. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of our control, but there's one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. No more looking like an animal. Now you'll look like a man. Uh, The ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down below. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light, so you can manscape in the shower in the dark or in a dark shower. Uh, I didn't write that. It just sounds like I did. Uh, The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. I have this. I've been using it. It's a great thing. I've always had nail clippers, but I didn't have all those other things, and I could have been using them for about two decades of my life, so I'm happy that things things are now fixed for me thanks to Manscaped. Uh, You guys can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MORNING at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code MORNING. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns and shave that front front trunk. Really hard to read front and trunk back to back. It's all messed up. Uh, again, that is manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping. Use code MORNING. Also, shout out to ExpressVPN. Have you ever watched The Office? If you have, you probably know it's based on a UK series also called The Office. But I'm about to blow your simple little minds. Did you know? 
that there are a ton of other countries, nine other countries with their own versions of the office that you have never seen. You probably didn't know about them because they're not usually available in your country, but you can access content available around the globe with no geo restrictions when you use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think that you're located. You can choose from nearly 100 different countries, giving you access to content that isn't available in your region. If you like watching shows or movies, ExpressVPN is a must-have. ExpressVPN is also incredibly fast, doesn't slow down your connection. You can stream content in HD quality with no issues whatsoever. Uh, you can get the most out of your streaming services today at expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny. If you use this link, uh, you'll get an extra three months free of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny. expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny to learn more. Back to the plot. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, they bounce. Yeah, okay. Outside the forest, Lady Eboshi and her men are straight murdering fools with their rifles. Uh, Jago approaches to strike a deal with her on behalf of their enemy, Lord Asano. Uh, Jago wants uh, the head of the forest spirit. Once he has that, he'll team up with her to beat Lord Asano once and for all. Uh, he shows Eboshi the letter he has from the emperor, and then she shows it to some of the girls who have never heard of him. She's like, never heard of him. And apparently the emperor is after the forest head, uh, so that it, believing that if he gets the head, it will give him grant him the gift of immortality. Uh, Lady Eboshi tells Jigo she'll honor her word to him and then try uh, tells her girls to hang back. If they kill the forest spirit, Jigo might double cross them and come for Irontown. Guess what? Spoilers. He does. Ashi wakes up next to San on a uh, on Pride Rock as a singer literally narrates what's happening on, in the frame. And it's very, it's very weird. She's like, they're sleeping next to each other. It's raining. Sky is dark. I'm like, all right, well, we'll move on. Uh, It was fucking horrible. Worst thing about this movie, undeniably, I don't understand how this made it through. I don't understand why they chose the English version. I don't know that the Japanese version's better. It must be. It's anything would have been better than this. This is just a misstep for sure. Uh, as he looks over the precipice of the ledge, Moro tells him he should jump and end it all before he regains his strength and the darkness takes him. Moro lives for the day when she can bite Eboshi's head off, but Ashitaka uh, challenges her. Why can't the animals and humans find a way to live together, he asks. But if Moro and the animals die, so will Sand, he reminds her. He's like, And then she tells the story of how she came across Sand, where she's like, Sand was left or like given to her as like at the altar of... Or, or her parents were going to die, so they like left her behind, and then she raised her as her own. And now, Sand is half wolf, part wolf, part man, neither human nor animal, kind of both hybrid, just like Blade. None of their weaknesses, all of their strengths. Um, wow. The next morning, uh, yeah, Blade nineteen ninety nine. There you go. Thank you, dude. Uh, Ashitaka wakes to find uh, his shit packed. Yakul is waiting outside for him with one of the wolves watching in the distance. Ashi uh, thanks the wolf for showing him the way back to Iron Town and throws. It uh, Kaya's crystal dagger that he was given uh, before he left town to give to San as a gift uh, on the cliff above the forest. The humans are setting traps for the boars. They're burning animal meat uh, to enrage them and incense them. Uh, San pleads with her mother to let her go and help Okotaka, excuse me, Okoto. He's blind and she wants to be his eyes. Uh, Moro tells her daughter that Ashi wanted to spend. He's like that. She's like that boy wanted to spend his life with you. Um, uh, I hate him. It's like, and then the wolf. Yeah. And then the but other also, wolf arrives also, with Ashi's gift. Nick, like, yeah, the boar is blind, but also, like, a lot of eye boogers. Maybe just kind of do some. Can we get a little. Someone wipe it off. off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just a little look, bit. Maybe that's just why get up you're and blind. You know what I yeah, mean? Maybe. Oh, Nick, what the fungus fuck? Happening in there. Oh, you didn't say shit when someone was like, like, mama birding stuff into people's mouths, but now you, you take you take offense <laughs> you of licking eye boogers. 
Yeah. You got a weird mentality, Andy. You and your you You're and the your one aunts. bringing it up, but nobody you ever brought aunts, up buddy. Nick, nobody brought up licking eye boogers until you just did. Don't do the face. Be, He's doing the force the spirit face. <laughs> Uh, Moro orders her wolves to stay with San while she goes to the forest spirit. Uh, San asks uh, a boar for directions, but it just squeals at her, so she wishes it luck. Stupid, stupid boars. Uh, Ashi hears thunder. Uh, she didn't and understand flashes. the boar? I don't know. I think I, I think that was one of those moments where I think we were supposed to be kind of seeing the boars regress back yeah. into just being normal animals. I, because I, before thought we she, I thought she understood it because she was like, all right, thank you. Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah. It's possible. Uh, Ashi hears thunder and gets a flash of the battle raging down below. Dodging samurai, he and Yakul swim across the river toward Iron Town, which is being ambushed by Lord Asana's men. Once they get there, Toki and the girls spot Ashi. Uh, they throw him his bow and arrow and tell him to go warn Lady Eboshi that the town is under siege. Just the cook, lowly, lowly cook. Right, that's a st- another Steven Seagal movie. Under siege, under siege, Ashi gets to the cliff where Boshi's men were burning the animal flesh and enraging the boars. But Yakul takes an arrow in the ass. Uh, two samurai approach on horseback, and Ashi take uh, makes quick work of them, killing one of them with his own arrow, which is awesome. Uh, Ashi orders uh, Yakul to stay back, but once again, Yakul shows a motherfucker what loyalty looks like and limps his ass up the hill with Ashi. And I, yet again, would like to nominate him for MVP status. I mean, this is for sure the moment that locked it in for me. Like, the first time he um, was just so vigilantly following him but stops on the island because he knows better, I was like, I'm very impressed by this guy. And then when he's like, dude, stay here. And the guy's just like, no, I'm going with Something I was shocked by is we never heard him talk. I was expecting him at some point. I'm glad we didn't. I didn't want to hear him talk. And you know what? I'm okay with it too, unless he has a voice. There's. Yeah, there's an alternate cut of this actually that has a moment where he does turn to the camera and speak, and it sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> so they cut it out. They're like, I don't ex- know if that. I was expecting that out of all things. <laughs> like, not expecting that. Not expecting Nick's goat impression. <laughs> what a I'm fun interview. No, that's not, that's not how he looks. <laughs> 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 I invented spirits. <laughs> oh man. Uh let's see. Where the hell did we leave off here? Uh okay. When he tries, let's see. Okay. The the fight with the boars was a slaughter on all fronts. The men of Iron Town were used as fodder by Jago's riflemen, and they were even gone as far as just, just blown up by grenades. Ashi gets a vision of one of the wolves caught underneath the carcass of a dead boar uh when he tries to save it. Jago's men shoot a poison, uh, a bunch of poison darts at him, and the village is just like, you know, enough is enough. So they just beat his ass. And then they help Ashi free the wolf so he can go find Lady Aboshi. Uh, yeah, cool. And the wolf kind of make out a little bit. And at first I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to admit how hot this is, but I'll say it anyway. It's hot. Uh, and then they head off into the forest with the wolf. Uh, Ashi heads off in the forest with the wolf while Yakul. Yeah, Wait, real back. quick. That was a very awkward cut because it, it looked like, like they were about to make out. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, it bro. just cut and it was like, did the deer just fucking make out with the wolf? First off, yes, because and I think, again, another alternate cut that I saw, Tim, I don't know which one you guys watched, but apparently they met at a hostel in Europe a long time ago and they just had like three really steamy, stinky nights because at hostels, you don't shower that much and they just haven't seen each other in years. So it was cool to like, uh, hey, how are you? Remember? Remember Spain? All right. Uh, San. 
leap of Toto toward the pool of mourners, but both both he and uh, and uh, Moro, the other or the other wolf, are hemorrhaging blood. The ape tribe a tribe attacks them and warns them that bad things are coming. Neither human nor animal. It's the end for us. Uh, Saiyan spots a group of undead boar warriors and orders them warriors. What's that? Warriors. The good good yep. one, Tim. Uh, orders them to follow him into the pool of the spirit uh for a forest spirit but sand knows better they're humans in uh, she's like they're not they're not dead undead warriors they are in fact humans in boar skin uh san orders her wolf ahead to warn more that the humans are setting a trap for the forest spirit uh they overtake her uh as a cool wolf with uh ashitaka howls he goes okoto burns with flames growing inside of him demon worms spring from his wounds but san tries to help him uh when she tries to help him she gets knocked out by one of the warriors when she wakes of course she's being carried away by okoto's demon corpse uh, and the worms start affecting her too yeah uh ashi raced her what's the, up uh, the warriors they stayed in character for way longer than i would have <laughs> way Dude, that longer is, that is very true to the point that they, they what what they shoot out the little uh what do they call blow darts yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. from the eye the eye sockets all over it once i'm like damn this is elaborate as fuck yeah. this is some team rocket shit gone too far they were a little <laughs> too into their roles for sure and i also didn't like how uh little baby wolf didn't try uh, like it just pieced out initially they came back and eventually attacked them all or whatever but it just peace out. I was like, I'm getting out of here. But it's like, well, no, he had a just... mission. He had to go ahead and tell the the other people, like, hey, man, um, there's a bunch. Maybe of Maybe take out coming. like maybe take out like three of these boyers on the way. You know, just but, like I on mean, the at way that out. Point, like you know? it's the thing where you either take out all of them or you just keep going because three is not going to slow him down. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. I fucking uh, hated the way they looked when they were just yeah, slipping like and sliding on the ground. It made like, me so it. sad too when like the the other boar like believed it and he was like they're back and it's like oh fuck dude they're clearly not man yeah uh ashi races to uh save san but he's ambushed by aboshi he tries to warn lady aboshi that the iron town has been ambushed but she calls him a liar liar pants on fire and then hangs her women out to dry ashi finds moro's lifeless body by the spirit pool he Wait, calls out to san, but it's dead. I, sorry i thought this was another really really cool moment that like built on like kind of made me like this character a little bit more because she was like hey man at this point, they're as ready as they're going to be. Like, I've taught them what they need to do. Like, they can hold their own. And I was like, dude, this lady, really cool. She don't. She Very the cool. List. Uh, let's see. Ashi finds Moro's lifeless body by the spirit pond. He calls out for San, but instead finds Okoto's demon. The human boar surround him, uh, but he warns the warriors that if they kill him, the four spirit will never come. Uh, they call his bluff and open fire anyway. He fights his way over to San with, while the wolf pups arrive as backup and start tearing the humans apart. Uh, when he gets close to the demon, worms start to swarm him. Fighting, he finds San, but is bucked out into the lake and knocked unconscious. Uh, Moro wakes, uh, and she saved the last of her strength, of course, to bite Eboshi's head off, but instead now she must save San. Okoto's, uh, Okoto approaches, and they square off as Eboshi and Jago watch from the forest. Uh, Jago spots the forest spirit across the lake, and he's like, well, now is the time, man. It walks delicately toward Okoto and Moro as they tussle. Uh, Moro calls to Ashitaka to save San. He wakes up and sees the forest spirit approaching. Uh, Eboshi uh, looks over, spots it, and then just says, fuck it, and puts one through the forest spirit's head and he at first it's like oh and then it goes oh and then it keeps walking forward Dude, I'm like, this but thing it, stumbles. it stumbles it stumbles it's walking so on the water and one of its feet just dips down and it's that moment of like oh shit like is it fucked 
And then it they steps, and it's yeah. like, nah. And then we cut back, and she's like, yeah, it's going to take more than one bullet, you idiot. Right. Uh, the Forest Spirit, of course, walks over to Moro and Okoto and puts them out of their misery. And then it begins to transform into the Nightwalker. Uh, Aboshi tells uh, her boy she's going to move in for the kill. Uh, but Ashitaka tries to stop her by throwing his sword through her rifle in the hopes that it will uh, gum up the works. It does not, of course. And there's a cool little moment here right before she uh, she pulls it where the she pulls the trigger where the Forest Spirit looks over at her and the wood from her rifle starts to sprout. All sorts of plants so and flowers and things, and then and at first I'd be like, "Oh, that's so wonderful. Maybe I should bah, I just fucking kill this thing." She just blows its head off, just yeah. takes it right off its neck. All right, Nick, uh, Nick, so imagine this. Sure. Imagine this is a KFAF bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you and me, and I'm gonna like, uh, I'm trying to steal your bag of, of uh, goldfish crackers, okay. and okay. I like, and I and I gra- and I put my hand on the bag, and then you look at the camera with the with the, the forest spirit look that you give. Okay. Okay. You look, yeah, you look at the camera. There you go, just like that, exactly. And then the goldfish cracker starts sprouting leaves and and grass, <laughs> and I can no longer grab it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Think about that. Let's go this. God, I'm gonna eat some of the goldfish crackers and I'm gonna spit them in your mouth. I'm not. No, that's not part <laughs> of this. <laughs> and, and then eat like Sarah eye buggers. That's gross. too much. Oh no, uh, Melinda, we're, we're turning. Of... You're going down a path you don't want to go. <laughs> one of us. Trust one me. One of us. <laughs> uh, Moro's head slithers out of fucking nowhere and bites off Aboshi's arm while Jago's men throw the forest spirit's head into an iron box. Uh, Ashi saves Aboshi from drowning as a spirit's body. Uh, searches for its head, destroying everything in its path. Uh, San is enraged. She hates all humans. Ashi embraces her. Nothing is over. The two of us are still alive. He reminds her uh, the forest spirit's gooey body crawls out of the forest canopy and chases the men with its head. Back at the Iron Town, Taki and her uh, women watch as the demon body of the forest spirit emerges over the horizon. The men want to run, but Toki excuse me, tells them to stand their ground for Lady Aboshi, and then Ashi rides out and goes, don't fucking do that. Just get out of here. Uh, get out. If that black goo touches you, you're all dead. Uh, he's going to try and return the head before it kills everyone as the villagers retreat across the river they watch the town be engulfed in the black goo and then fires start to break out all over the place uh, ashi and tan spot jago and race toward him uh cutting him off the pass jago tries to talk uh talk him out of it but when the sun rises he says that when the sun rises the demon will vanish and we'll get everything it'll be totally cool i'll split the profits with you 50 50 and he's like no i'd rather um humanity and nature live together and then jago's like fine have it your way and he talks he attacks ashy like uh yoda and freaking uh, attack of the clones but not quite as good because yoda i remember kind of winning that fight in this one he just doesn't do that well uh and then this efforts are wasted because the four spirits the four spirits body surrounds them all anyway Nick, just to be clear, Yoda doesn't win. He, uh, they, they go to drop this big like tower on um, Obi Wan and uh, Anakin. Yoda has to then catch it and is distracted. At which point, Count Dooku, Lord Tyrannus, at this point, can escape on his cool little fighter jet. Remember that? So you're saying that he saved his two friends, one of whom he probably plays racquetball with. Boom! I call that a win, ladies and gentlemen. Ashi orders Jabba to open the box. He says, open the box. What's in the box? What's in the box, Andy? What's in the box, Kevin? Seven. Seven. 1990. 1997? That one I got. <laughs> <Was> that- <laughs> uh, defeated, uh, Jago relents, and he opens the box. When it he was does Gwyneth so, course- Paltrow's head. Exactly. Uh, when they take off the lid, the spirit's head floats out of this like watery brine like Seth Rogen in that weird HBO original where he gets preserved in pickle juice. Uh, Ashi and San oh, lift the head out. It just came out, right? American Pickle. I was going to watch it, but the trailer was just like, <laughs> I don't want to watch no, it. The trailer talked me out of it too. Yeah, it looked terrible. Uh, they lift the two 
princess and prince lift the head of the forest spirit up over their shoulders uh, and offer it to the spirit. Wait, hold on a second. Uh, wait, and wait, wait, uh, Nick, the chat's getting mad that I spoiled this movie that's like, at this point, yeah, 23 years old. What? Which yeah, movie? but I, I do Seven. think that there's a... There's a spoiler rule about movies that are no. so spoiler focused that you never. There's certain no, spoilers you it, never but it's, spoil. It's, oh, stop! That's that's ridiculous. I mean, the fact of the matter that is, is one of the what's biggest. In the, what's in the box is such a meme that if you yeah. haven't Googled what is in the box, then that's on you. I'm uh, gonna block CJ Rock. Just just putting this out there. Him, no, don't block him. Just give him a timeout for 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. Nightwalker. I did six minutes, ten minutes. Uh, bends down and engulfs them with a magical green light, taking his head back. When it raises, it is fully restored, and then it. Uh, slams the villagers watch as the night walker falls to the ground vanishing in a gust of wind that blows out the fires of iron town uh luscious flowers start to sprout from the ashes transforming the wrecked village into a beautiful sight yakul wakes ashitaka and san who rush over to take in the sight of the transformed valley san thinks the great forest spirit is dead now but ashitaka knows better it's still with him, he says. Uh, he is life itself and wants them to know it's time for them to live on. Of course, sounds like that sounds great. And I will always think fondly of you, Ashitaka, but I can never forgive humans for what they did to my mother. And so I'm just going to go live in the forest and you can visit sometimes. And Ashitaka's like, I get it. I'm not going to try to talk you out of this. Uh, and that but and I will he goes, be there on Friday. I'm go, yeah, I'm going to come. Uh, what are you doing like Friday night, Saturday night? Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go every chance I get. It turns out yeah. if you're just living across the little river thing, that's going to be a lot of chances. Very true. Uh, he's going to go back. He's like, I'm going to go back and help the humans rebuild the right way this time. Uh, but he and Yakul will come visit from time to time so Yakul can get it on with his wolf lover. Uh, Aboshi orders her men to find Ashitaka so she can thank him. And then vows to. I just love what just happened. What Nick just said that, and I just looked at Belinda, and I see it with her <laughs> eyes, her thinking, like, and I don't know what she was thinking. Was she thinking through what Nick just said? Thinking, why was she am thinking, I here? Why am I here? Yeah. Was it both? both? I'm not really sure. But you can we ask appreciate her. Nick's you, on Belinda. a train, and I'm sort of just being dragged along. Yeah. And I'm yeah. Just yeah. Welcome making to sure. I, <laughs> making sure. Belinda I'm not... needed to get off on her stop like eight stops ago, but there <laughs> hasn't been an opportunity to do it, so she's just going. Yeah, yeah. Don't know where it's going. Don't know where it's, it's... taking me. Understandable. Uh, let's see. Aboshi orders them to find Ashitaka so she can't thank him and then vows to rebuild a better town this time. And I'm not quite sure if she's learned her lesson or not. Uh, of course, Jago certainly did not. It, he watches from a nearby rock and laughs as he gives up. He says, you can't win against fools. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I agree with you, Jago, but you know, you do you. Nick, uh, did you feel man. like she was just like, oh, I better say the right thing so no one kills me. You know, where it I was like, she, her, she right, was a weird sure. character. I'm not quite sure she learned. I think I think she actually was the one that won, of course, because they're like, well, we killed the forest birds and I could just mine the shit out of this place and become a billionaire. And then maybe one day run for president down in the forest below a cute, a little cute. butt Kodama stares directly into the camera and clicks the end. Now, the 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 what was it? Kodama. Doesn't that mm-hmm. mean that the sport, like the 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 spirits, are still alive and thriving in that forest? Isn't that what he said yeah, earlier? Yeah, I think it just took a different the form. healthy forest. Yeah. It's I think like, it's just. Yeah. I think yeah, it's no longer going to be an embodiment, and I think it's no longer going to empower the gods. But I think it's still life itself, so it's mm-hmm. just taken on a different mm-hmm. form. Also, Kai Dama, Kai Dama, extra noodles. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, Shishigami, forest spirits. Shinigami, god of death. Shinigami. Coincidence? Probably, because it's the words. Or actually, no, it's probably not. 
Yeah, because remember he turned into the spirit of death. Let's see a little bit of yeah. In the middle, he'll be five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. What are these sound effects? Dude, I'm your height. I'm doing your fucking. I'm just a beatboxer. A lonely, lonely beatboxer. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to patreoncom funny to write your reviews in haiku form. Lee Palero says MVP. Yeah, cool. It's visually stunning. So many lost arms. So many lost arms. There really, yeah. really was in this movie. I appreciate it. I could count at least eight. Zade Wilson says, so the movie that Mark Hamill isn't in has all the hands cut off. Uh, 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 oh, God. Guys, Daniel Edmonds. You're a bad example for everyone. Everyone else. Don't be like Daniel Edmonds. Don't say things like the spirits have butts. What do they do with their butts? Do they go kiki? Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Don't. (laughs) Yeah, cool knows what they do with those butts. God damn it. Jesus. Oh, gonna come over Friday night. That's not Cut. the noise that Yakul made earlier. I, I think Yakul is <laughs> making that noise because he's fucking the wolf. Oh my god. Uh, Kevin G says, What a touching film. Made me vegetarian. Sometimes I miss meat. <laughs> that was a really good one. That was really, really good. Um, all right. Then the uh, bonus one that I that I did wanna wanna read is uh, there's two bonus ones. One these weren't on Patreon, but they were on Twitter in response to the promotional tweet, and I liked them. Nick Frontiero says, he has demon plague. She was raised by a few wolves. What more can I say? I love the, the skater boy. Skater boy. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> love that. Awesome. Um, and then Elise Willems, uh, in review alum, replies, <laughs> and... <laughs> Just read it, bro. You're already down the rabbit hole. I, okay, yeah, I'm gonna just read it, but there's this it's a lot of syllables that I'm like, ah oh, man. Okay. Princess Monono. Okay. Okay. Shishigami. Spirit hood cosplay. Okay. 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 There you go. I don't know that I fully get it. I Thank don't you, know Lee. that I fully get it. But Thanks, I do want to see her in cosplay <laughs> with the dope ass Deku mask on. It'd be sick. It would be sick. All right. MVP, obviously, it's our boy. Yeah, cool, yeah, cool dude. But yeah, where cool, does really. he go on the list Ooh. currently? One. Number one, we got the dope daddy from Totoro. Number two, we got Fujiko from Castle of Cagliostro. Number three, we have Fio from Porco Rosso. Number four, we have the Pirates and Dola from Castle in the Sky. Number five, we have Osono from Kiki. Number six, we have Taito from Nausicaa. See, here's the thing. I'll put him at number three. I feel Hello, like the, the the dad is the only one that is selfless on the list. Everyone else trying like they're helping out to help themselves. You know what I mean? Everyone else has got their own agenda. Kevin, exactly. Yeah. I think exactly. Yakul is pretty selfless. Okay, let I me think. get there, Belinda. Don't jump Sorry, in front Belinda. of me. Sorry, Don't, Belinda. Let him get there. Yakul, pretty selfless. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Stunning, a stunning point, a stunning counterpoint made by Kevin. Belinda, where are you at? I think, I think one. Wow! Wow! I second it. I think one too. It's just so cool, man. I'm outvoted. That's it. The ones have it. We don't even need Andy's opinion. Andy, you're dumb. Yeah, cool. Take Bro. your ants and stuff them back in the socks. 
Okay. Um, Why were they really? in the socks to begin with? <laughs> Bag full of ants. Socks full of ants. <laughs> Bag full of ants. <laughs> Currently, the Miyazaki movies stand as number one, Nausicaa in the vacation, Valley. Man. <laughs> the wind. Number two, My Neighbor Totoro. Number three, Kiki's Delivery Service. Number four, Castle of Cagliostro. Number five, Porco Rosso. And number six, Castle in the Sky. Hmm. It's number one, baby. Number, number one, one with a bullet straight to the top. One, straight to the top. I think Nick. number one because oh. it plays on like a lot of things that I love about Nausicaa and just expands on it. So I think it's staying number one. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't know if there's a way you cannot say this is just this is awesome. It's a great. Yeah. Movie. I'll say the so one thing this one. didn't have that Nausicaa had was the cool sort of synth wave. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and um, lasers, no lasers. But but, but I will say that killing though. Like, like we all mentioned that this feels like Miyazaki sort of reimagining the story of of man versus environment and and trying to find a healthy balance. Um, but it's just I just love the I love the world that was created here. So awesome! This movie yeah. is so rewatchable for me. This legitimately, I said it earlier, but this is skyrocketed to one of my favorite movies of all time. It is such a masterpiece. Like this is an example of when people talk about like what animation can be. It's like this is it to me. Like this, especially like all the facts I was reading earlier about like how it was one of the most expensive uh, animated of all time. How it's like such one to this day one of the longest animated movies of all time. Like that just shows a level of ambition and insanity. Where it's like we know what goes into animation, how much that costs, how much time it takes, like all of that. And when you see cartoons or uh, like even anime themselves, they're never as beautifully animated over a long period of time as a movie can be. So for them to be like, we are just going to focus and put everything into making this something special, I am so impressed. And I think that it is a rare case of uh, a, a movie hitting its level of ambition that it set out to do. I agree. Next week. I agree. We are talking about Spirited Away, another one I've never seen, and I'm extremely excited to watch. Never Ooh. seen it, too. Who's seen I'm it here? Excited. I've, seen, I've it. seen it. I've never seen it. Never seen exciting, it. Exciting times for us. Only a couple movies left. We got Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, no, there's four Ponyo, movies. and The Wind Rises. That's a lot of movies left. It is a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah, now I call that a couple. <laughs> that's, that's a whole month. <laughs> I hope they, I hope they, they, they are more like this than, than some of the, the previous ones. But I don't know what I'm expecting from Ponyo. We'll see. Joey's really stoked about Ponyo. Ponyo? I Ponyo? like Ponyo. Yeah. How can you not be? I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, till next time. Bye, everybody.